0: He's excited, because he just saw the new Ford Falcon.
1: Well, everyone who has seen the 1961 Falcon is excited.
0: But I haven't seen it yet.
1: Oh, I don't believe we've met.
0: Excuse me, I would like very much to have you meet Pigpen.
1: Hello, Pigpen.
0: I'm very glad to know you.
1: Well, since Pigpen hasn't seen the Falcon yet, let's show it to him right now. This year, the Falcon gives you more power, more luxury, more comfort for six people, more of everything that has made it the world's most successful new car.
0: It must be pretty embarrassing for the other compact cars to realize how they missed the boat.
1: And you can now select from two engines, the regular Falcon engine, famous for mileage, and the new, more powerful Falcon 170 Special.
0: You get a choice of engines?
1: That's right.
0: You have to admire the generosity.
1: You also have to admire the Falcon's economy. It goes up to 30 miles on a gallon of gasoline.
0: 30 miles is quite a distance. Especially when you compare it with what the others give you.
1: And it goes 4,000 miles between oil changes.
0: 4,000 miles? That's virtually beyond comprehension.
1: Oh, and that reminds me. The Falcon's diamond luster finish never needs waxing. And yet, with all these exclusive features, the Falcon is still low, low in price. No other compact car offers this all-around economy.
0: I must say, I'm very impressed. I'm sure the 61 Falcon will rank high in favor with the buying public.
1: Thank you. Now you know why everyone's excited about the Falcon.
0: Me too. The
1: 1961 Falcon. The car no other compact can measure up to. Drive Time Radio with New York
2: Vinny. Oh, uh, yes, back to so You just ran out to the dealer and bought a 62 Falcon, and everything was okay. Good morning. It's another edition of Drive Time Radio right here on KKNW Leb fifty alternative talk. Alternative everything. Everything's alternative at this radio station. It's just it's just a little except the facts. The facts are true. Other than that, everything's alternative. We got alternative producer Nathan who comes in and he alter he hits alternative buttons to get the alternative show on the alternative air. And here we are. A little late this morning, but uh, what can I tell you? Some mornings it just takes a little longer to crank up the electricity outside uh, than it does other mornings. This was one of those mornings where, (laughs) let me tell you, we came close to not getting the electricity cranked up at all to do this show. Boy, oh boy. You know, sometimes I I should run a camera behind the scenes here starting at 7.30. Uh, or, you know, because I try to get all my stuff done the night before, but it just doesn't always work out like that. And um, when it does, it's a wonderful thing. But when it doesn't, boy, it can turn into ultimate chaos quickly. But we're here, and we're uh, ready to go with another edition of informing you about what is happening in the world of automotive. There is big, 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 huge news in the world of automotive this saturday morning it is um the it is the most elegant well i don't know i mean for me monterey is always the most elegant pebble beach the concourse that whole monterey speed week carmel all the a-list stars looking at the a-list cars I mean, it's just, it's it's phenomenal. If you Do yourself a favor. If you ever do one thing in your life and you're a car fan, go down the second week in August. This is the second week in August, yes. The second week in August to Monterey Car Week. And walk around. And, you know, because most of it's free. Uh, you know, there's VIP things set up if you're connected with the car companies and it's probably hell to get a hotel room down there, uh, somewhere. A matter of fact, a friend of mine was supposed to go down, (laughs) got, you know, got a hotel room, not in Monterey, but in some, I don't know, maybe it was in Salinas. I don't know. But, uh, you know, paid dearly for the hotel room. and, 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 it was like a, uh, a hooker heaven outside with drugs going on. And he says, you know what? I'll just, I'll leave. But cause of a thing, Monterey should be um, the place you would be thinking about going. I would love to do. Matter of fact, I've been talking about this for a couple of years. I've never really seriously thought about it, but you know, I, I think next year, if things work out the way I hope they will, I would like to be live in Monterey uh, for the start because th- this is the weekend where. Um, you see everything. Uh, I mean, you see car auctions. Every uh, car company is uh, showing off their wares. The Cadillac Celestique is down there. Oh, you know, there's this. Uh, and, and we're going to talk to Perry Stern in a few minutes from the Auto Writers. He is down there, good friend of mine. We've had him on the show a million times before, and we'll get the uh, the scene from perry stern down here but and i should have called But i should you know sometimes just, i don't think of things until until after they should be done but i i'm sure that uh my you know i have a friend you've heard him on this show before kirby arnold He is uh, just an incredible, uh, he was an incredible baseball writer. He's also done like I have, made the switch from baseball and, and sports to writing about cars. And he's the guy that we usually have on from the Indianapolis 500 every year. He goes every year. And the big news that they've rolled out at Monterey this morning, and I won't get too into it, But I will tell you that if you are a Mustang fan, if you are a Ford fan, Ford has made a GT3 race car, which, you know, is is, is not too out of the ordinary, right? But what Ford has done, uh, and a lot of rumor going on around this, is they have made a street edition, uh, the uh, the Mustang GTD, which is the name of the IMSA class that the race car Mustang GT3 will compete in. Uh, and this car just looks, from what the pictures show, like like the badasses thing out on the street. It is, you know, they've taken a lot of the metal out, put a lot of carbon fiber in, they've tweaked the engine, they put a, um, um, a, a racing rear-end transaxle in this thing, and it is absolutely um, an unbelievable ride. Now... Rumors say Ford, I don't think, has set any kind of price for this thing yet. But the prognosticators say that this is going to cost you about $250,000 to get into. If you can get into one. Because this is the car that everybody's going to want. They 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 can do that. I mean, it's still... It doesn't... Beat the Corvette in that dollar for dollar. The Corvette is the best supercar, American-made supercar around. Maybe the best Amer- uh, any-made supercar around. But the Mustang uh, GTD. Uh, this car is going to be something to see. Uh, you'll see it at auto shows. I'm sure they'll they'll probably run. Uh, if if these words from the different uh, uh, ma- uh, different uh, auto show people hold true, you'll probably, and I'm don't hold me to this, but you might see it not at this upcoming Seattle Auto Show in November, although it's a possibility, but more than likely the next Seattle Auto Show in November. And certainly... It'll make a debut probably in L.A. I mean, they have to call in California. It wouldn't be much of a throw for them to uh, put it on a trailer and take it down to L.A., for the L.A. Auto Show. So, and certainly it's SEMA in um, Las Vegas coming up. So that is major uh I think, you know, the major kind of cool car news this week, you know, the cool car news, uh, the car news that everybody is uh, jumping up and down about is this Mustang. It just looks, I mean, it has carbon fiber fenders that have vents cut in them to cool the wheels. It has enormous, I mean, ginormous, it looks like it's like 23-inch wheels um, set on Pirelli's, if I can see it right in the uh, pictures and you can go to motor trend motor trend has a pretty good um page on this i'll put the link up uh, on our on our uh our web our uh, uh social media but go take a look at it if you're a mustang fan and i like that it's done in that kind of i don't know traditional as a matter of fact it's done in the same color that Kirby's Mustang has done it, so maybe it's a Kirby Arnold tribute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe they said they, they they decided that Kirby Arnold is such a Mustang fan that they would put this ultimate Mustang, this this GTD, this incredible machine uh, that is. Um, you know, just just something to see that they would put this uh, put this livery. And they would paint this thing up in Kirby Arnold blue. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's the deal. Maybe that's what Ford is doing. But spectacular. There's um, other stuff from Monterey. I mean, it's really kind of uh, un- unbelievable. Some of the stuff that you. Uh, that you see down in Monterey. They had, um, one of the incredible things is they had a Ferrari that had been in uh, just a, 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 you know, it hit hit a pole and burned. I mean, this car was nothing but a shell and a registration. Uh, And, that shell and registration at one of the auctions, it's a 54 Ferrari. It is, there seems to be, okay, there's, there's a, a, a semblance of a body. The rear quarter panels are cut off. The chassis is in there, but it's, it's it definitely needs to be redone. No doors, no vents, no. Is There's a steering column, but no steering wheel, no seats, no interior. The car's on a dolly. I wonder if you get the dolly with it. Uh, it has the front. The front uh, uh, suspension is in there, partially. And this car, this beautiful Ferrari, <laughs> this, this junkyard heap. That you would see on the side of a road. um, 54 Ferrari 500 Mondial Spider. It's one of 13 in existence. So maybe there's five left in the world. Somebody paid $1.9 million for it, it was wrecked and burned and then left to sit in this race-preserved condition. Um, so they sold it at auction at Monterey. $1.875 million. Now, when you see the pictures of this car, you're going to go, that's nuts. Um, but... And this car has a storied history. The thing is with this car, as if the people have the means to bought this car, first of all, you have only one of 13 things left in the world. Only one think 13 things ever created. For some people, people go nuts over that kind of thing. But there are people that are saying with this car that, You could um, invest $3 million in this car, have it all straightened out, have it all redone, find parts, manufacture parts and everything, get it to new condition again. So you'd have 1.3, 1.8, excuse me, and 3 you'd have $4.8 million for a car that in showroom condition, a museum condition, go for $8 million. That's the world we live in today, folks. Um, do we have Perry yet? Uh, yes, we do. We do. All right, let's bring Perry in because he's down there. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see if uh, Perry, our good friend Perry Stern, uh, from uh, Auto Riders and uh, Auto Auto Next, I should say, and uh, various other uh, locations, is down in Monterey, uh, eating the shrimp and sipping on the uh, wine down there. Perry, good morning. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. You know, you know, didn't have the shrimp for breakfast, but I really should have, I guess.
2: Well, you know, you what's the what's the best meal you've seen down there? Well, I, I know the car companies go like out of their way to, to to attract the riders in on these things the best meal i've seen yeah it was the best what's the best uh grub the best buffet table
3: um i had uh what did i have yesterday uh well i went to an event called the quail so it's, right. you know for those at monterey car week you know there's the pebble beach concord which anchors the whole thing but there are so many different events that go on over the time period, you can't do it all. But the quail has always been one of my favorites. It's a harder one to get into and it's grown over the years. But in addition to amazing car collections, they have food and wine. Uh and multiple tents all through the entire uh uh grounds with everything from fish and chips to shrimp to you know, all sorts of different kinds of, you know, themed meals and desserts and everything else and uh, so, you know, the diet's just gone out the window.
2: Yeah, it's a place where you, you, you're not going there with your uh, with your uh, Weight Watchers uh, points book in your back pocket, man. You're going there to have fun.
3: Yeah, and, you know, the wine is always good, and, and, and the conversation's always good. I had dinner last night. I uh, got to sit next to uh, the lead designer for Infinity, um, Alfonso Albaizo. And so that was quite entertaining to hear his stories and – and uh Trying to get out of him what's coming next, which was not successful.
2: Well, yeah. You know, those guys are so closed-lipped as to what they're doing. I mean, I I don't think I've ever sat next to a designer. I I remember I was at a Kia event once. We were having dinner, and we were pounding him down pretty good, actually. And and I forget the guy's name, but he was the designer of the yet-to-be-revealed Stinger. And I was, uh, like, working him like Andy Sipowicz works, to, works <laughs> <up>. <laughs> The only thing I didn't do was pick him up and throw him in a cell. And he wouldn't budge, man. He was like, I'm not telling you anything.
3: <laughs> no, they're, they're very good at that's what they do. Um, but uh, I think the only thing I could say I kind of – I wouldn't even say I got out of him. I told him I've been dreaming of a Z convertible. And he said, yeah, I've been dreaming of that too.
0: So, ah, well,
3: but that's, you know, that's that could, good. That could mean anything, and and you know, we know that they've had convertibles in the past, and you know, who knows? The Z car convertible could be in our future. I could see that.
2: I, I, I would love to see that. I'm a, I'm a Z car fan, and uh, couldn't wait to see it. Tell me about the, tell me about this the, uh, little GTD that we were talking about a few minutes ago. The uh, the Mustang that seems to have everybody a buzz down there.
3: I got to see it yesterday in person, and it looks—you know—it's a Mustang on steroids, no question. I mean, it—it it has the look. It looks mean. It's wide uh, with big fenders, big spoiler, and you know they're talking 800 plus horsepower out of this thing.
2: And um, and it virtually is a track car lowered for the street. I'm thinking.
3: Exactly. I mean, it, it is a, a street-legal race car, uh, which, you know, is, is always fun. They're going to make a very small number of them, and they're talking a price of $300,000. So this is not going to be your typical – this is not the step up from a Mustang GT. This is many, many, many steps up from a Mustang GT. But, you know, like a lot of other car companies, you know, you can think of it as a halo car. So you may not be able to buy the 800-horsepower one, but you can still buy a Mustang. Yeah.
2: Who buys this car? Who who do you think? uh, I mean, is it just just super rich people that just want to stick one in the corner of their garage? Or is there actually people that go out and drive them on the street?
3: I would imagine it's a little of both. I mean, it's clearly going to be, you know, if they're going to build that few of them, it will be a collector car. Um, And there are people who will want to buy one just to say that they have one and they'll put it off in the closet and and hope that, you know, in 30 years it's worth multi millions of dollars. But there's others that will fully enjoy it and they will take it out. And I would imagine that Ford will have some sort of track days for it. And, um, you know, there will be it will be a very exclusive club for those people who own those. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that there are people that will enjoy it as it should be, which is good.
2: There are as in reading about the car. One of the things that impressed me is that they they. Um, the, the rear suspension is, is different. It's it's not going to be a regular Mustang uh, Ford engine hooked up to a regular transmission to it. It's going to be a completely different transaxle race suspension in the rear. Uh, explain to, to people a little bit about that, or how that's different from what they would see on a regular Mustang GT going down the street. Well, I
3: mean, it's, it's you know, there's there's a lot of this that's, you know, is not your typical Mustang. I mean, they've, they've, you know, they've made it, like I said, it's a, it's a race car. Um, and it's, you know, I'm just looking through what they're, what they've said about it, but it's, uh, uh, you know, it has huge grip. It's going to have, you know, the, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw the spoiler on the thing, but it's going to have crazy downforce, um, 5.2 liter V8, 800 horsepower. Um, and uh, basically, it's based on kind of the Mustang GT3 race car. So it's a racing suspension.
1: Um,
3: it's, you know, it's designed to, you know, to deal with tops, you know, high speed, keep the car planted on the road so you're not breaking loose. Um, it's, uh, you know, it is custom built. In fact, just it's carbon fiber. I mean, there's, it looks like a Mustang. And yes, it's got a big V eight in the front, but it's uh, it is barely anything like a Mustang
4: GT.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a totally different experience to get in there and uh, and, and and sit in one of those things and and drive it. Um, the other car that really inter- interested me down there that uh, and, and, and I'll, uh, was this Ferrari, the five hundred Mondale Spider. Uh, that uh, sold for almost two million dollars uh, in—I don't know—ashtray condition would be the best way to yeah. put it. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's you know that's one of those that you know that would be a hard one to explain to the wife. You did what? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, oh I, as I was saying, I not know if you heard me when when we picked it up. I was thinking, you know, you spend one point eight. You, you, a million for this thing you put another probably three million in parts and stuff into it to restore it so for uh, you know for five you got a car that probably in great condition would go for seven to ten right
3: oh absolutely and that's the thing is you know it's it's clearly an investment for whoever bought it and you know it's you know you have to obviously have the means not only to purchase the the hunk of metal for a couple million dollars is to, you know, have the means to bring it back to, uh, you know, perfect condition. And, you know, it's, and that's the thing, you know, for example, you know, any kind of rare car like that, like the Ferrari 250 GTO, of which there's, I'm not sure exact number, but about 30 of them or so that are left. And there will always be 30 of them left because you don't total a car like that. You could have, you know, a little hunk of metal left after the whole thing explodes, and you will rebuild that car, and it will still be a Ferrari 250 GTO. So, same thing with this. I mean, that's you know, no one's going to look at that and just say it's, it's worthless, it's a piece of metal. Um, you know, it, it does seem a bit of a stretch to say that it's still a car, but, and I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the heritage, I suppose, but it's, yeah. uh, but you can, you know, there, there is enough information out there to be able to bring it back to its perfect condition. Yeah,
2: and it seems yes, to it be really a lot worth
3: of, a lot of money.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, five years from now, ten, six years from now, we'll see that thing show up at, uh, at Monterey in uh, in nice condition people. It'll be the story of the, of the, sh- of the, the week. Um, what else is going on down there that's... Uh, I mean, obviously, A-list people looking at A-list cars walking around. Is the event back uh, to, to where it was uh, pre-COVID? I mean, are we seeing people show up and cars show up, and it's back in full swing? It's packed. It's Traffic
3: is horrible. Um, yes, definitely uh, lots of people here. Um, hotel, I mean, I, I had heard some... Um uh anecdotal word that the uh, hotels weren't all being sold out, but I haven't seen any evidence of that. Um all the car companies are here. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I've seen reps from Jaguar Land Rover. They had some classic cars here. Uh the uh you know I'm I'm actually here with BMW who showed uh the new I five, the electric five series that's coming, as well as a hydrogen powered X three. Yeah, tell uh, me
2: about
3: that that a little
2: I bit. that car better. excites you. Which car? Uh, the the uh, the BMW. So so
3: the i5 is uh fully electric 5 series comes on sale later this year. Uh it's you know similar to what they did with the 7 series is it looks just like a 5 series. The only difference is that there's no exhaust pipe and the grill is a little different. And so unlike Mercedes, you know Mercedes took the EQS which is their electric Version of the S-Class made it look completely different, very aerodynamic. Some people like the design, some people don't. But it's very uh, bulb- bulb- uh bubbly. It's um, uh, it looks like a big bubble. <laughs> Where like the Seven Series uh, BMW looks exactly, you know, whether you get the gas engine or the electric powertrain, they look identical. So it's a different way of going about it. That's my preference I kinda like the look of it and having it you know be exactly the same where the only difference is the powertrain and so that's what the i5 will be coming but they also showed you know BMW is very very uh, interested in pushing hydrogen and hydrogen is an interesting idea because you know a hydrogen powered car is still an electric car the difference is that rather than having batteries that you have to charge that take some time you have hydrogen in a pressurized tank that you can fill up in about five minutes like pumping gas and you get similar range and it's still an electric car you also don't have the weight of the batteries and so you know the only issue right now is there's no place to go fill it up
2: yeah there's yeah very few places i mean I, i think there's one place in seattle because i there's some kind of experiment going on up here um well, I tend to think, Perry, and you, and you know, you know, you, you, you really get into this stuff as, as I do. I tend to think that as we look into the future, we're talking about electric now because electric is the, the thing. But I think, it, it, you know, 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, you'll buy a, a, a car that is motivated by what your needs are. If your needs are uh, for hydrogen, if that suits you best you'll buy a hydrogen. And if an electric car suits you best, you'll buy an electric car. If, uh, uh, you know, the only thing you probably won't be able to buy or buy on a very limited need basis is a combustion engine car. But, uh, you know, cars that uh, it'll be about not just about the power plant, but how clean the fuel can be. And you'll have several, not several, but two or three or four alternatives that will motivate the car. Yeah, I mean it's
3: it's uh, you know the biggest issue right now for any anything other than gasoline is infrastructure. You know the you know anybody who's has an electric car, if you you know if you have a house and you can plug it in to charge it at home, then you know unless you're going to go on a long distance drive, which even though most people say that's why they can't buy an electric car because in order if they have to go across country, most of these people have never done that and probably never would um right. but at the moment you know there's not enough of an infrastructure to make it simple to just cruise cross country an electric car but it's getting there you know to the point where you can you know fully charge an electric car in under a half hour it's not filling up with gas but it's you know it's it's just changing the whole idea of you know how you drive with the hydrogen if that were to take off and i've been referring to it as you know uh Uh, Betamax versus VHS, which is going (laughs) to win. Because if, you know, if hydrogen ends up being the the fuel of choice, you know, hydrogen can be made very cheaply and, you know, via solar power or whatever. And, you know, you can possibly use the current gas station infrastructure to fill up hydrogen as well. And so rather than having to run... Power lines or power to special places—you know that never had, to, you know, were never set up for power distribution or or filling up a vehicle. Uh, you would have, you know, it might be easier to to grow that infrastructure over a uh, electric infrastructure. But there's also Help. the education. I mean, you have to explain to people that it's not going to blow up like a Hindenburg.
2: <laughs> right, because people that I talk to they say, "Well, two of those things hit on a street corner is going to take half the neighborhood out." And it's uh, right, which well, it's, it's not true, not of true. Course, but yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but the- and you know, all these people that are saying this have been driving around with a tank full of flammable liquid in their vehicle for the last, you know, fifty <laughs> years.
2: And many will tell you that Don Amici invented the telephone. So, I mean, what did well, that say? too? <laughs> <laughs> um, how is electric? how is electric featured at Monterey? Is it, is it integrated into everything or is it, um, uh, are, are there a, a lot of the old or older people who are saying, ah, oh, electric is just a fad. It's going to go away. Or is it kind of really been accepted into, uh, into people's minds down there? Cause I know years ago, people would laugh at you at know, a collector's thing. You, you went to the, pittsburgh vintage grand prix and it'd laugh at you if you talked about electrics
3: right i mean it's 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 certainly uh you know for the audience here there are a lot of high-end electric vehicles that are on display in fact you know they have the what they call the pebble beach tour which is all of the cars are going to be on the green on sunday On thursday they all line up and they drive around monterey so they can show that you know these are cars that drive the lead car was, you know, because Mercedes sponsors it, was an electric Mercedes EQS Maybach. And so, you know, everybody saw it. People see the electric cars, they out there, and they have a big presence here. Uh, right, but I don't sure. know that they're ready to adopt them. It is certainly different. There are people that, you know, will, you know, never want to give up the gas engine. But, you know, one of the things we saw yesterday, Lamborghini unveiled their first electric car. It's a concept, but looks like it's ready to go to production.
2: So the electrics are, it's being led by, uh, uh, what, what kind of electric car?
3: So the, 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 the tour was led by a Mercedes EQS uh, SUV, Maybach. So, it was, you know, very high-end luxury electric SUV. But all the cars behind it were all gas-powered vintage cars. So it was an interesting right. combination. But one of the things I was mentioning is that, you know, yesterday, Lamborghini showed its first fully electric vehicle. Um still a concept car, but it looks like it's ready for production, and my guess is it will probably end up as production. Um And so that's, you know, the electric cars certainly have the performance, there's no question. I mean, we have electric cars that will go 0 to 60 in under two seconds now, but they just don't have the same soul as a, you know, big V8. And so it'll be interesting yeah, just... to see if a Lamborghini audience, you know, that's used to that, that sound or that V10 or V12, you know, that roar, you know, that's going to go away.
2: Well, you know, years ago, I had a a Mazda, you know, MX, you know, the the, the little Miata. And I remember Mm -hmm. I was driving through the desert. This was when the Miata was new. And I was driving down to Calexico, California. And it was in the middle of the night, you know, two o'clock in the morning. And it's a Hot night, uh, you know, not hot, warm night for the desert, you know. And the top is down, and and that little four cylinder motor is purring, and it's it it's just like the sweetest sound, you know. It's just like that. That it, it, it's what you, if you're an automotive enthusiast, live to hear. And yeah. that's the one thing that worries me about that end of the market with electric cars. Is the only way they can do that is to put, you know. The sound in the car and Wee! isn't right. going to do it. I don't it,
3: think for people. But that's that's the thing is you know can, you know that this the car shoppers that are coming to market now. So you know people who you know heard they're you know just finishing high school going to college. They aren't as married to the gas powered car as we always were. I mean it's all what you're used to. So by the time you know, there are more and more electric cars out there, that may be more of what the buying audience is going to want. So it's, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to predict what, uh, you know, what the younger audience is going to go for. But, uh, I mean, my daughter who is, you know, 25, um, would love a car that could drive itself an autonomous car. You know, she, yes. you know, she loves the freedom of having a vehicle, but, you know, and, and likewise for me, I mean, I just did a cross country drive, uh, from, Seattle out to uh, Michigan and, you know, driving through Montana, it would be great to push a button and sit back and read a book because it's just sitting there driving straight for, you know, four hours.
2: Well, you just got to get the That's a whole bill.
3: other conversation is the whole autonomous car.
2: I know. Uh, before I let you go, what's the uh, what, what's the car that the, the most people are fighting to see down there? Is there one particular car that everybody's trying to get to see before they leave? Um,
3: I think it's, it's a mix. I mean, there's so many new things. I mean, that's, this, this event has become almost a new car show, uh, for high end cars. And so, um, there's the Lamborghini Maserati showed this amazing looking, uh, it's called the MC extreme, which is a track only car. So basically it's, you know, you can buy it, but you don't get to drive it on the street. It's a track, it's for track only, but, uh, it's gorgeous, and Maserati is also showing a bunch of electric stuff, so they're moving into electric. Um, you know, the Hennessy Performance, of course, went the other way and showed the latest version of their 1,800-horsepower Venom F5. Uh, so those are fun to see as well. Uh, so there's, you know, it's, there's, and then, of course, there's just what people drive down here. So there are people with, you know, people with cameras just hanging out on street corners waiting for cool cars to drive by. That's um, it's,
2: it's, Very uh, next year, I got to get down there and do the show live. Saturday morning sounds like the perfect time to be sitting on some street corner, doing the show, uh, d- doing the show live, and just watching the world go by.
3: It's it's a pretty exciting looking world out there, <laughs> out here. <laughs> uh, it's uh yeah, I mean I you know walked into breakfast this morning and looked outside and there's a Lamborghini Urus Performante parked right outside. Um, it's uh it's it's pretty crazy. So.
2: Yeah, You know, sometimes it's great to walk through the valley of the plants you'll never own, right?
3: Yep. Yep. It's fun to watch.
2: <laughs> All right, my friend. It's good to talk to you. Good to hear your voice, man. I will, uh, I'm will. i sure I will see you somewhere soon.
3: I'm sure we will. Take care. All right.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Perry. Appreciate you doing it. Perry Stern from Auto Next. Uh, you can find his reviews there and uh, so much of his other writing. And uh, it is Drive Time Radio. Quick break. We'll come back and we'll uh, talk to uh, – you know what? i tell you what. Let's not take a break. Why don't we just do our cartoon? Why don't we just get right into that? And uh, our cartoon this week, because Perry's in California. Monterey is the center of the automotive world this week. I figured we'd do a little California driving music. All right? A little, little California something. So the Saturday morning cartoon this week is from the Eagles, Again, or you want to hear the Tom Waits version of Old 55, you can go on Spotify and check out uh, the Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny playlist. We got it up there, and it's uh, there. You can also catch our podcast on uh, Spotify as well, as they are, uh, uh, I noticed, uh, posting our podcasts on it. Have been for a while, got a whole bunch of them. So if you miss any edition of Drive Time Radio, you can do that before we get to uh, Yo, Vinny, what are you. what anybody you're driving this week with Nathan, um, I just want to uh, I want to I, I, I want to take a second to acknowledge and to prompt and to and to give props, I should say, not prompt but props to the uh, Northwest Seattle Little League, who is in the Little League World Series. Now I don't know if you you know. There's always a team from the Northwest in, Bonnie Lake a few years ago. Kirkland is the famous one uh, that won. won. But I, I don't know that there's ever been a team from Seattle, the city of Seattle, in the Little League World Series. And, folks, if you do one thing, if you turn on one sporting event, if you watch one thing, Turn on this game. They won their first game. They're going to be on today again. They're playing. I don't know the exact time of the game. You'll have to check your local listings. They're on ESPN. I, I hazard to guess that some local station will carry it uh, as well. Or you can go to Fubo and stream it. They're streaming it for free. Um, but uh, and the reason that, that I... I, I I'm a fan of the north west North Seattle little League is I just if you look back on my Facebook stuff you know when the pandemic was going on I was you know, it was great things were crazy right but the second year when kids started playing again when little League started playing again when things started straightening out I was driving up I don't know if it's 15th Avenue or something like that going from my doctor's office which is right over there by uh, um, the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the University Village. You know, my, my doctor is over there, and I was, come back to my doctor's office, and I'm feeling glum, and I'm, I'm driving at my car up north, and there's, you know, the big Little League field there as you're going up. I guess it's like kind of by Magnuson Park, not too far from Magnuson Park. And I see a bunch of kids Practicing. It was the first time I saw Little Leaguers practicing in two years. So I just pulled my car into the space, and I sat there, and I watched them. And it just, it was the, the, the feeling that things were going to start to be normal again, that things were going to start to be, that, that, that we were going to get back to where we were, that it, it wasn't all going to fall apart. The people were still going to talk to each other and go. Now the kids had masks on and everything like that, but I didn't care. It was the it, it was like the chick sticking their head out of the egg, and it was a beautiful spring day. It was you know early little league season, and I remember just sitting there and watching them. And those kids, their practices, their coach, sort of brought me back. To to feeling that things were going to be okay, and lo and behold, here they are in the Little League Baseball World Series in Williamsport, folks. Do yourself a favor, root for them. Um, you, you know, uh, support them, watch them on TV. My good friend Joe Brotherton has a, a relative on the team. So it's work that it. you probably have a relative on the team if you're from Seattle. All right. Let's talk to Nathan here. We haven't talked to him all show and I'm starting to miss him. Nathan, Listen <laughs> Missing up? you too, Vinny. Good morning.
3: How are you, pal? I'm doing well. Managed to make it through around a 405 closure just fine. So everything's good. He and
2: I did. And I only had to walk about 55 feet. <laughs> that <was a> couple <laughs> of pictures, So sometimes it doesn't matter. Um, you you're a baseball fan. You're obviously absorbed in the Mariners right now.
3: Absolutely, they are uh, on a roll.
2: They are on a roll, man. All of a sudden, you know, same as last year, right? I mean, second half wonders.
3: Yeah, a team's just got to get hot at the right time, and it looks like they might be doing that.
2: You know, let's hope, let's keep our fingers crossed and and hope that everything uh, everything goes as it uh, as it should for them. I mean, Julio is on a
3: Oh man, he's a nine and eleven in his past at bats, or something like that.
2: The night before last, last night he leads off with a home run. Yeah,
3: nearly hits for the cycle too.
2: Yeah, he's one of these guys. You know, when he's when he's there, when he's hot, he can carry Mm -hmm. a team. I mean, it's just no lie about that. All right, uh, you you got a question you want to ask me?
3: Yes, I do. Been waiting all show. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week?
2: Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I am driving this week 2023 Lexus LX. And uh, this is a luxury, full-size, three-row, monster SUV. It's right up there with the Escalade and uh, all of the other uh, large, uh, you know, it, it comparos with all of uh, with the Navigator, the Escalade, the large SUVs, what's the... Uh, the Nissan, one the Armada. Uh, I don't know what the Infinity uh, version of that. I forget what the name of the Infinity version of that is. But all of those large SUVs. It is one luxurious vehicle. It is a vehicle that uh, really. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It's not built as big as uh, the Escalade, inside or outside. Actually, it's not built as. Uh, as uh roomy as the navigator but uh, i i would tell you that this is a this is a vehicle that if you really truly wanted a luxury vehicle to take off road and you didn't want to buy a rolls-royce and you really got down to the nitty-gritty of wanting to take something off-road, going up into the hills, up to the top of the mountain for a picnic, up to a secluded place, having to go through a river. This is the car you'd want. This is the one that, out of those three, and in its class, that you would want. It is a stunning piece of off-road machinery. It basically is a Land Rover in luxury design. Uh, not a Land Rover, but a, um, a, a Land Cruiser. It really is. Um, uh, I've been just so impressed. I've taken a little bit off-road in a couple of days I've had it. I'm going to take it this weekend up to uh, up to um, uh, Pilchuck and uh, play with it up there a little bit and take it down to an off-road park and play with it. Uh, I just, uh, again, Toyota, when it comes to making off-road stuff, this stuff is phenomenal. It's, it's really, uh, and, and inside, it's luxurious. I mean, this thing is, it's an F-Sport. It's red and black inside. You feel like you're in a luxury vehicle, but then all of a sudden, you're going up the side of a mountain. It's really something to see uh, and something to experience. Uh, stick a price on this thing that I'm driving is, I want to say, uh, you know, I, I didn't pull up the sticker price. I, I, I think you are probably in the area of $110,000 with this car uh, and probably going to have to pay a little bit more for it out of a dealer. Unfortunately. But uh, it is the LX600 F Sport. uh The handling on the road is is more than adequate. It gives you a good ride. It handles well. It has a lot of get up and go, 409 horsepower out of a twin turbo V6 engine. And has a 10-speed automatic transmission and great height control. You can raise it up to the push of a button has several drive modes. Really, I'm very impressed with this uh, uh, Lexus LX600 uh, F Sport I, with the package. It'll be nice to get this thing up into the woods. And it'll be nice to join you next week for another edition of Drive Time. Thank you so much to everybody who participates in the show. And we'll see you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good one.
4: Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: It's time
1: to winterize, and at Sinclair, that means check, lubricate, check, transmission and differential, check, hoses for leaks, check, fan belt, check, drain radiator, and put in Sinclair antifreeze. Change to Sinclair Triple X the multi-grade motor oil. With nickel added to armor plate your engine against winter wear. Finally, fill up with Sinclair Dino for fast winter starts. Worry about winter, what for? You've got Sinclair winterizing. It's time now, winterize at the sign of Sinclair. At Sinclair,
0: we care about you about your car.